This week's episode is presented by Elite Pool Tile Cleaning. If you are a fan of the podcast, you would remember a couple of episodes ago, I had Darren on to discuss the facilitation of the wildfire relief that we did for the campfire in Butte County. Uh, Darren was uh, essential in getting the trucks facilitated and the volunteers going, and and, uh, I had the pleasure to ride up with him and uh, deliver the goods up to uh, Chico for those in need. But now he's actually joining forces with the Radvertising Army. Army, and Darren is the owner of Elite Pool Tile Cleaning. And if you are not aware of what he does, most people don't call Elite Pool Tile Cleaning because they don't even know that the service is available. Despite their 13 years of experience in the greater Sacramento area, once you're booked, Elite cleans the tile using environmentally safe glass beads at a low air pressure. The calcium buildup is destroyed, leaving the tile surface undamaged and beautiful again. And when Elite Pool Tile Cleaning is done, you're good to swim in your beautifully clean pool right away. At the average cost of $5 per foot, it's a lot less less expensive than replacing your tile, something too many pool owners have felt forced to do. So head over to ElitePoolTileCleaning.com and while there, check out the amazing before and after picks. Then get your appointment for a free estimate scheduled online or by calling 916-714-POOL. That's 916-714-POOL. Now is the time to get your pool swim weather ready. Just a few hours this winter will make it beautiful for years to come. ElitePoolTileCleaning.com. That's ElitePoolTileCleaning.com. And also brought to you by... Tech2U. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads. They'll even recycle electronics. Visit www.tech2u.com. That's tech the number two u.com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for tech to you the rad the rad broadcast all right we're back at it with another fun-filled episode of the Rad Podcast, fresh off of a, uh, a fun weekend at the uh, Tahoe Blue Cocktail Contest. Thank you to everybody who came out. Uh, over 300 people, the sold-out event. Uh, if you didn't have tickets, unfortunately, you weren't able to partake, but man, it was such a good time, and uh, a bunch of people came up to me and reacted so positively to the to the broadcast, which still surprised me to this day, because I'm just, you know, the way I look at it is I'm just kind of sitting here bullshitting and talking about things that I'm interested in and what other people are interested in. And over the year, it's been, uh, it's graduated to this whole new level of, of having guests on the air and or on the, uh, on the podcast. And I just happen to have my friend Jason here, um, who is the, uh, the, you're not the owner. Are you, are you the owner of, of the, uh, Better Foods Deli? One of the owners, there's four of us. One of the, one of the owners and, uh, the, the finest sandwich maker this side of the Mississippi. Gosh. Um, and uh, if you've never been to the Better Foods Deli out in there, Roseville, I highly recommend it. And I, I believe that we've had some people come in and, and try out the sandwiches just based off of hearing you on the broadcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, a few people. Yeah. The maggots are treating you well. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're always fun. You ended up uh, selling some of the brine as well uh, during the brine season last year, right? Lots of the brine, yes. That, that, went, that went well? It did. It worked out really well. Yeah, it's very popular. It's delicious. I mean, how, how could you not want to use it? So. Absolutely. Did you end up using any of the brine on your turkey during Thanksgiving? We did, yeah. 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 
So, um, actually, yeah, my mom used used one of the packets, so it was good. And was she reluctant at all about using the brine? Has she ever brined turkeys before? No, no. I mean, she doesn't have, like, a, her own personal brine recipe, so oh, okay. she wasn't reluctant. It was good. It, it was nice and nice and juicy. Right on. Well, got to love the juicy turkey. Right? <laughs> Who wants dried-out turkey? I mean, that's... Probably ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sandier, the better, I think. Right. Crunchy turkey. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the last couple of times we've had you on, we talked about like family and a lot of, uh, just to kind of give a refresher course of, um, kind of the initial reason why we had you on here. Um, you took some, you took a, a, a DNA test and you wanted to kind of just see what, see what happened. And it turned out you found your birth father, yeah. um, that you weren't really aware of having. And, um, we also had you on again to kind of recap the fact that you went out to Florida to meet your family. Um, so what's, what's new in your world? What's going on? Did you, did you, have you learned anything new about that side of the family since we've had you on? Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. So, um, so my sister, Tasha, who lives in Florida, uh, my newly found sister, right. uh, texted me and told me that, uh, my grandmother who lives in New Mexico was having her 80th birthday surprise party. Oh, She's never, wow. never had a surprise party before. She's 80 years old. So that's throwing great. her a big, yeah, big party. And, uh, I worked it out that uh, I got to fly out there and go to New Mexico to surprise her for nice. her 80th birthday, which which was a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of people out there, lots of cousins, aunts, my grandmother. So and Tasha was out there too. Yeah, yeah. Cool. My sister, my sister Tasha, and um, Robert, my my bio dad, uh, made it out there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's yeah he's an interesting interesting guy. So um, they they went out there and. Uh, we all just hung out. I got to meet uh, my uncle Ed, and he's got four boys, so I had four four cousins, and then plus cousin Melissa, and just yeah, lots of people. Oh my it was, gosh! It was it, it was even more overwhelming than going to Florida because you know Florida, I just had like a few people that I met, but, right? And New Mexico, apparently everybody's in New Mexico. So. Huge extended family, yeah, all right all around, together, all right around Albuquerque. Oh, the ABQ. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm a big Breaking Bad fan, so. Well, as soon as you mentioned New Mexico, I was going to ask you: Did you go to? Did you go near Albuquerque? And yeah, no, I was right, right around there. And are you a are you a fan of Breaking Bad? I love Breaking Bad. That was one of the best shows on TV, hands down. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so good. So, have you heard the rumors that it, there's actually going to be a Breaking Bad uh, Breaking Bad movie? You know, I heard something about that, yeah. but I yeah, I haven't gotten too much into like checking on it or researching, but I did hear them mention that. So because I'm a, a nerd when it comes to Breaking Bad and I, I'm thirsty for more, I you know, Better Call Saul is a great series, but it will yeah. never touch. Oh, it's not it's not Breaking Bad. It is a good series. Yeah. It's funny, it's got good stuff, but it's not the same. It's like if you you know Breaking Bad is like a nice, perfectly cooked ribeye steak, like medium rare, like all the good seasonings you want on it the garlicky butter just like the most delicious ribeye steak you've ever had in your life and better call Saul is kind of like the flank steak it's almost like the petite uh filet that you get at Outback Steakhouse you know it's just kind of keeping you holding you over for the next big thing and I and so it'll be interesting to see what happens because apparently AMC is doing this with another show where they're going to be making a movie out of one of their previous shows um, and and releasing it on AMC and in the theaters. So they're I don't know if they're testing this out to see if it would work with Breaking Bad or if this is like the new wave of of entertainment. Because um, Netflix is kind of doing the same thing, like with Bird Box yeah. and uh, the the one that got nominated for all these Academy Awards. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a black and white foreign film. Um, but it's up for some Oscars, and uh, they they released the those 
movies out on Netflix and out in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like kind of like the new model. Uh, but apparently uh, the same people are all on board, including Brian Cranston. So it's going to take place after Jesse Pinkman has, has escaped. Spoiler alert. Sorry, I should have said that before <laughs> the fact. But come on. It's been like what? Six years yeah, since the last episode. It by now, where the hell have you been? Exactly. So uh, it takes place after Jesse's escape, and we don't know if Walter White is dead or alive. We we the last scene of the last episode, we see him. He's still breathing, and yeah. you know he's there's a big possibility that he could still yeah, be. And alive. that's what I liked. It never gave you a concise answer. It left it open. I you know yeah, the op- open for interpretation thing I always appreciate, especially with a show like that where you you want to you. You want to love to hate the bad guy. Like I think that what is the what's the phrase? Um, anti-hero. Yes. I think that's what Breaking Bad kind of like uh, they coined that phrase because I I mean Walter White was one of the worst types of human beings that ever could have been in his evolution from uh, Mister White, who's just the regular teacher, to you know Scarface at the right, end. Right. You know. This, yeah. Um, so King anyway, of meth there. So anyway, so that they're, they're talking about, um, making a new movie and it's going to take place with Jace, uh, Jesse Pinkman and like, what's, uh, he's kind of like finding his new life. And, um, the rumors are out there because the production company puts out this, um, they have to like notify the city of, of Albuquerque and they have to like get all these permits so that they can film in the city and all of that. And so they have to do it under different, like, uh, pseudonym or different names. Yeah, yeah, keep um, it under wraps. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know exactly what it was, but it but the description was like a, a boy who escapes or a man who escapes from captivity or he he tries to find his new life and freedom and it's like all along the lines of where it left off the last season. Um Brian Cranston's basically said it's happening. Vince Gilligan is supposed to be writing and directing and producing. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. especially if he directs the episode because the, I don't know we can dig a little bit deeper into the Breaking Bad seasons, but I felt the episodes that he directed, including like the first, the pilot, mm-hmm. and the last episode, were like the best episodes out of the whole. I mean, th- there's so many good ones, but yeah. the ones that he touched seems to be like the the ones that stand out really, the most. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm excited about that. So did you go do any like sightseeing while you're out in uh, Albuquerque? Um. You know, I went to Santa Fe, which was really, really nice. Mm. Um, went to Santa Fe. It was a lot colder than I was prepared for it to be. When did you go? Um, like in mid-January? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was there like the 18th, 19th, 20th, whatever, so mid. But it snowed in, you know, Santa Fe on us when we were we were up there, and it was nice. But it was it was definitely colder than I, than I was prepared for. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm going to New Mexico. You know, I know that it's going to get cold at nights in the desert, but... I wasn't, you know, I wasn't ready for 35 degrees and then the wind, which made it feel like 20. So yeah, yeah. but it but was, it was a good time. Beautiful out there, right? Yeah. Opie, get down. <laughs> I apologize. No, so first I've got my dogs here. I got uh, Opie, the German shepherd puppy, and I got Walter who I have to apologize about the hound butt. I don't know if you can smell <laughs> that. It's not me. It's Walter's butt. I don't know what it is. Sometimes like he gets stressed out and he gets these... I don't know if his anal glands have to be expressed or anything. Do you have to do that with your dog? Yes. Yep. Isn't that the best? Do you, I mean, I personally don't do you it. You don't do it? No, no, no. No, <laughs> no my, my ex comes over and she does that for me. Thank oh. God she's an RVT. So. Good. Yeah, oh, well, she there does you go. all that. That's good. I, I, I can't. 
I can't handle that. But um, my wife, Haley, of course, she's a former vet tech, so she knows what she's doing. And I'm afraid that I would just put my thumb where it doesn't belong and, right. and scar my dog <laughs> further <laughs> than he already is. Um, so anyway, apologize for the, for the hound butt in the studio. Um, so you went to Santa Fe. Was it beautiful? I mean, I, I've never been to New Mexico. By, by all accounts, from what I've seen in Breaking Bad, it looks amazing. It's, it's really nice there. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a beautiful place. Um, yeah. And there's so, it, depending on where you go, there's so many different things to, to look at. I mean, you go, you know, certain areas have uh, these mesas, you know, where you can see the different layer lines of like the earth's crust as it, as it comes down. And um, you can find lots of fossils, arrowheads. Nice. Lots of Indian reservations. Like you'll drive right through and not even know that you were in and out of the reservation. So it, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty big around there. So cool. It's. I went out to uh, Arizona a couple of years ago. The wife and I went to uh, during one of our holiday vacations. We wanted to go out to the the, the vortexes um, out in. Uh, it's in Arizona. I'm trying to think of the name. Sonoma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they they have like these areas where they have like heightened. Um, locations of of like a spirituality like the the, the, the vibrations are, are resonating a little bit more mm-hmm. and the more i talk about it the more you look at me like that's no, no, a bunch no. of bullshit no 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 no. <laughs> I, no i got you where do you stand on the mumbo and the jumbo do you do you believe in like energy work and the spiritual realm and um where do you fall so, on that so stuff? i do i do believe in you know like a, a spiritual realm um you know i'm not sure about uh certain things like i i used to date a girl who was you know very into like crystals and you know like like these like to meditate yes and like the, all these the, that i have yeah, on my board exactly. here <laughs> yes yes and you know the do the what the the bowls and the meditation singing bowls. yeah singing bowls and stuff it was cool i mean it's you know but i mean it's it's just not something that i really got into but you know i have my own thing like i'm super into ufo stuff and so oh, okay. you know everybody's got their they're out there. Yeah. There's stuff. Everybody's got something, you know? So, and I mean, I'm not even saying that it's out there, you know, it's like you're, you know, for all I know, these crystals could be doing amazing things for you. And I, you know, I just have no idea. Apparently this one, this, this clear one is supposed to like help with, um, making money oh, and, that's and, good. uh, good for your career. Oh, and nice. uh, it's also good for, uh, scratching <laughs> if you want to scratch your face with it. I don't know what this one is. Um, but I, I thought it looked cool and it kind of like resonated with me, but this one, this one's good for creativity. This one is supposed to like help me with like all my, my, uh, creative juices and I'll get those things flowing. Nice. I need a giant one of those. Yeah, they do have big ones, but, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if the size really makes a difference. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we were, we were, we went out to, um, Sonoma to kind of check out these vortexes and, you know meditate out there or whatever and uh we ended up going to the petrified forest oh nice similar to like what you're talking about with the mesas and seeing the layered crusts and all that stuff and it was just fucking beautiful man yeah i hear it's so nice i've never i've never been to arizona but yeah i hear it's beautiful there too and that and especially much the same thing right it's all desert well you know i mean yeah but there's like you know there's little different areas that you know look look different or have different different stuff going on uh, I've heard about the Petrified Forest, though, and that, that seems like a very cool place to go check out. It was phenomenal. That was one of those things I would love to just go back to Arizona just to see that. I mean, I've been to the Grand Canyon a couple times, and the Grand Canyon was a part of that trip, but it's just so big. 
It's yeah. just it's just a fucking big hole in the ground. That's it. If, if you're standing at the top looking into it, it's just a giant hole in the ground. Yeah, you really have to beautiful. go down. Yeah, you got to hike or trek down to the bottom to really appreciate it. I think, but yeah. a lot of people, you know, it's not. Who wants to ride a burrow down there? You know, and make a whole thing. I mean, yeah, they probably don't even serve you lunch. Right, that's your entire trip right there. Yeah, you got to go home. Fuck that. <laughs> And they they also have like when we went it was kind of like around the holidays so there was a ton of people and I I can't imagine what what the Grand Canyon looks like now after that whole government shutdown and everything like apparently <laughs> Yellowstone and Joshua Tree are just trashed oh. so you know I don't know I I heard about some people that went out there just to clean up on their own dime but well that'd be nice yeah Jesus it's not terrible as people like that's what we do. Like government shutdown, we're like, oh, free for all. We're just going to go out here and not have to worry about picking anything up or we're just going to leave our shit everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're fucked up. Like, why, why, if you're going to go and, and experience something as beautiful as like Yellowstone or Joshua Tree, people are going and cutting down Joshua Trees while what they're the out there. Fuck? Exactly. We're fucking scumbags, oh. dude. Like, we get an opportunity to keep something nice. This is why we can't have nice things right? in America. So stupid. So, uh, speaking of like, you know, entertainment and stuff, since you're basically more of a Marvel head than I am, um, I gave up on all the iron fists and all the, <laughs> what's going on down there? Walter's yanking on the cord and laying right in front of you here, buddy. Is, is he actually Walter. laying down? There you go. Oh, there he goes. He's out now. Okay, good. He realizes. So you're a bigger Marvel head than I am because I gave up on like all the Jessica Joneses and the iron fists and all that Marvel stuff that was on Netflix. Yeah. Um, but and I I could, actually couldn't even finish Daredevil season three. Was it three or two that they only did? Uh, it was three. This, yeah, this was last one was three. Yeah. And w last time we talked, you were like, "Just go to the last episode, right?" You, you told me just to watch the last yeah. episode, and because apparently the last fight scene is amazing against yeah, uh, Fisk you, and, and Daredevil. Yeah. So did you did you not finish it? Could you not? I didn't finish it. <laughs> so I got to the I got to the episode where uh, what's her name the 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 secretary of the law firm. I don't know her name because yeah. she's such a forgettable character. <laughs> but the episode where she they gave up, she pops up in like every one of the shows. She's yeah, like, she knows everybody. And she so. yeah, she was hooking up with uh, uh, the the Punisher in the first season. Mm -hmm. um, but the what whatever the episode was with her, where they gave like her backstory, her origin story, or whatever. Yeah, was just bullshit. So I just I I gave up at that point because it was just so boring and pointless. Uh, but I went back and watched that last fight scene against uh, Daredevil and Fisk. And while it was good, it was not a redeemable factor for me um, for the whole season. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to see that he finally, like, pummeled Fisk at the end of that. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. Uh, but The Punisher Season 2 is by far one of the best seasons that I've seen out of the whole Marvel universe that they've done on Netflix um, not excluding Daredevil season one and Punisher season one, because those are just fucking great. Yeah. Um, but I think that the Punisher could just stand alone with without any of the defenders. And I'm glad that he wasn't mixed into yeah, that mixed whole in part of that defenders thing. Like, I'm glad that they kept him separate. And I think you made a good point um, on the last time we had you on was that um, Bernthal, the actor that plays the Punisher, is just too expensive, you know, to, to be in something like that with all those other actors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and he's a, he's a really good actor too. And I think, I think that people are finally starting to realize, you know, what, what a good actor he is. So it's nice to see him doing those things coming from, you know, walking dead where he, where I thought he played a very good character in walking dead. 
um, and really made that that character work. So you've seen I, I haven't I've never got into Walking Dead. Okay. Um. So is he like the same type of character? Because we were talking about uh, type actors and getting casted in in certain roles. Uh-huh. They're like the same character in each well, each thing. Was he is he kind of like the same kind of rough roughed up uh, military yeah, guy? Yeah. Well, he's you know he was next. He was a police officer. Okay. You know, with with Rick, the main character, he was police officer. He was his partner, and he was you know in in after you know the whatever zombie apocalypse. Right. You know he he is he's 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 kind of a hard ass, but um, it was a little different. I don't think he's quite as hard ass as the Punisher in right. that one. But yeah, he you know he was still a guy who had to make the tough choices mm-hmm. or wanted to make the tough choices. Thought that he was you know gonna be able to lead everybody you know to he, safety. He was really good in the. I totally forgot he was in this movie until we started talking about him more and 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 researching what other roles he was in because. I thought, well, maybe he was in something different, but even in Fury with the Brad Pitt, um, where there was the movie about them in the in yeah, the, the, the tank, the tank, great fucking movie. Uh-huh. But it was kind of like a dumb yokel jarhead, which is perfect role for him. Yeah, and I think he could be good. At, I think he would be really good in a, like a comedy, or even like a more drama role. But I think he would be really good in a comedy. It'd be interesting seeing him in a comedy because yeah. I think he could pull it off. I yeah. think he could, you know. A lot of a lot of like rough actors have kind of morphed into those those more comedic roles, and none of them are are popping to my mind. But there have been some transitions where serious actors, like John C. Riley, he was always in like really top tier A list, like really artsy fartsy type type movies, mm-hmm. and then he goes out and does Step Brothers with Will yeah. Ferrell or <laughs> Talladega Nights. Like he's one of those guys that you, he could play a serious role. But he's super funny, yeah. and he can play an idiot. Well, like, did you see Sisters Brothers? Have you watched that one? No, what's that? It's a it's a western. Okay, it's got, it's got John C. Riley in it and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and they're they're the sisters brothers, and they're basically like old west. Mm, I don't know if you want to call them hitmen, but they they go out and they get done what needs to be done. Oh. They'll run, you know, run around and do what, what they're told to do. When did this come out? Uh, it was out in theaters a while ago, and I think it just, I don't know if it dropped on DVD yet, but... Okay, so this one slipped under the radar. out there somewhere. So, yeah. yeah. So brothers, sisters. Uh, sisters, brothers. Sisters, brothers. All right, yeah. cool. I'll have to check that out. So, but yeah, he's not, it's not really, you know, he's playing more of a straight character and not so much comedy in that one, too. So okay. It's, it's pretty good. Right on. I love him. He's a great actor. Yeah. Um, trying to think there is, uh, oh, the mumbo jumbo. I want to go back to that because you see, you mentioned that you're into UFOs mm-hmm. and have you heard any of the sack spirit episodes that we've done? I have. Yes. Okay. So where do you fall with like the paranormal type of stuff? Have you ever had any experiences yourself? You know, I haven't personally had any experiences that at least that pop out and like stick with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to plenty of people. I have plenty of friends who've, who've had experiences. So, so it's hard for me just to discount it. I'm not just going to look at my friends and go, Oh, you're full of shit. Like, you know, <laughs> you think, you know, whatever you, you weren't really pinned down in your bed, whatever. It's fine. But uh, you know, the whole sleep paralysis but, thing. Yeah. So, you know, and, and maybe some of it, there's a sleep paralysis, but who's to say that, you know, in certain cases, there's not something, something more going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've, you know, friends saw her grandmother in the hallway and it's all, you know, there's just different things for different people that, that they experience. And it's, I'm not going to be one of those people who says, calls bullshit on everybody. Cause I, 
per, I have no idea. Right. We're discovering new stuff all the time. Yeah. So, you know. That's what's cool is science is starting to back up a lot of stuff that we, we consider to be science fiction or paranormal. And that's, that's what's cool about the Sac Spirit people is they're, they're looking at it from a more uh, scientific angle because they want, they want to disprove stuff. They don't necessarily just want to go, oh, yes, there's definitely a spirit in your mug there. We should probably extra, <laughs> you know, extradite it or whatever they do. Bless it. And then we're done here. No, they have like all the, the gadgets and the, the gizmos that measure certain things, frequencies, electromagnetic fields and things like that. And um, uh, so I, I think that there's there's definitely the possibility. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously a believer because I've had them in my house twice now. Yeah. And I've, we've communicated with certain people through the spirit box and everything. And, um, I mean, I, I don't think that there's, I think that there in our lifetime, we're going to have like raw evidence that there's actually life beyond us and that there's, that, that our consciousness never really leaves, um, existence. It's not like when we die, everything just shuts off. I think that it goes somewhere. It has to go somewhere, yeah, I mean, right? All this energy, I mean, they, you know, it's a it's scientific fact. I mean, you, it just doesn't just go away. I mean, it, it transfers or transforms into something else. So, I mean, you know, it's like you said, I mean, it has to go somewhere, become something. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. I think that, I think our consciousness, and I, I, I don't know, speaking of consciousness, have you ever watched Black Mirror? I'm, yes. I'm yes, so yeah. late to this party <laughs> and it's such a good party to be a part of now, man. That, I love this show. And the fact that they take a concept like putting your consciousness in a digital form and being able to like copy and paste and manipulate it, put it in different places is fascinating. And I don't think it's that far off. Like to have, uh, have something put on your temple that can, that can, that can extract your consciousness and then put it into a machine so that you can like live the perfect afterlife. I don't know if you remember that episode where it's like you retire when you pass on, you get put into this computer. You're basically in the server database mm -hmm. and you live out a simulation of whatever your favorite era was like the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s or whatever. How amazing would that be? Oh, fucking cool. Right. And I don't think it's that far off. I honestly don't think, so. I think that all this, Technology that we're developing, everything that we see that's released now, like all the all the VR, the computers that we're using now, the cell phones that we have now, is stuff that was like ready to go probably decades ago. But they slowly release it out to the general public because, you know, there's that control element that the big companies want you want to have over you and consumerism. And are, are you going to you're going to it's like they, they came up with the idea of making newer models of the phones and progressing the technology long ago so that they, they like have this perfect business model in place. It, as soon as, you know, two years hits that that thing's going to be obsolete. So you're just going to have to keep, keep, keep rolling it out, pushing, punching into the machine and, and, uh, and contributing to that, that cycle. Um, I know this is getting a little bit out there, but, um, well, no, but I mean, like if, like you said, I mean, with all the stuff you hear about them doing, I mean, think about all the stuff they're doing, like, you know, at Los Alamos National Laboratory, something that you don't hear about. I mean, mm -hmm. how far ahead they could actually be. But like you said, they roll it out slowly. They're not just going to be releasing stuff. And then that depends on if they even want us to know about it. So, exactly. You know. Like, you know, you said you believe in UFOs and the whole Roswell incident and all the technology they got from the UFOs there. How much of that, I mean... It, was that like a pivotal milestone in technology for humans for us to 
come up with all these new inventions and these new technologies and how much of it have they been withholding for their benefit? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the technology boom that we had within a certain span, you know, since the, you know, the supposed, you know, the Roswell crash, right. It, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, came out, you know, eighties to, you know, the nineties, all of a sudden it just starts exploding with, you know, laser discs and and DVDs and Mm -hmm. CDs and things that, you know, you can literally use a laser to watch something off of this spinning disc. It's just, it's interesting, you know, a lot of, and the phone technology, I mean, our phones, Jesus, they went, and then they go from smaller, now they're getting bigger again. Yeah. They (laughs) they had the giant big box phones that you had to carry around in a little satchel for the wireless phones. And then they got smaller progressively. Now they're all big again. Everybody wants the big screen. And then it'll get so small that it'll be microscopic and you have to have it implanted into your wrist. And then you're just scrolling through your Facebook feed through your eyeball. Like th- this is this is the this is the next step. Honestly, I think that it's all going to be implanted into our minds, yeah, I mean, into our bodies. Google talked about doing the Google Glass, you know, the Google Glasses and stuff, but you know, that was such I mean, a big fail. Yeah, well, I, 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 I was know, stoked about it too. I was like, man, this is going to be the next thing. Yeah, and but maybe they're you know they're holding out. off, and they're like, we don't even need the glasses. Pretty soon, it's just going to be implanted right, and you're just going to see it in front of you. Yeah. So another that was another episode of black mirror when they i think it was the episode with Bryce Dallas Howard where everything was your existence was based on your rating yes, and it was almost yes. like you were you were all connected into this social media network where if you had a, a specific rating you you had more access to things and the lower your rating like the the worse your life was well that was a good one too that was a great episode because it's not Again, not far off from where we are now. No, I mean, and look at the people. I mean, with the way, and it went to such a social aspect because you have all these people who all they care about is likes and their Instagram followers or how many, when really none of that shit really matters. Exactly. In the real world, none of that shit matters. And that's what was great about the end of that episode when she just completely lost it and just was dragged out. She's like, fuck this, fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. She got that screaming match in jail with that guy. That was was great. Black Mirror. Check it out. It's been out for, like, what, five years? (laughs) Well, speaking of Black Mirror, have you watched the Black Mirror, the movie that Netflix did yet, where you actually get to choose your own path? Oh, yeah. Black Mirror Grabber Snatch? Yes. Yeah, the uh, Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Sorry. I thought it was Grabber Snatch. Well, you know, that (laughs) sounds like more fun. (laughs) Yeah, I did. And we we actually talked about that uh, last week, and I thought that it was a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, I, I I love the concept. Yeah, see, that's that's what I like. The idea, the concept of it was was great, and hopefully they'll figure out implementing it a little bit better. Yeah, um, you know, instead of some stuff you picked, I'm sure this happened to you, where you pick something and it kind of shows you scene, but then it loops you back to your choices again. Yeah, you know, so you kind of because it doesn't have anywhere to go from from whatever you picked. And like, I I thought I did something wrong. Like, well, it does. It, they do say, like, the characters in the in the movie will say, "You chose, you chose poorly," yeah. and it'll take you back. So, part of me is thinking because I've been hearing this a lot: is I'm, either it runs out of options, or it does that to you on purpose so that you get confused and so that it kind of like redirects you to try to so you can see both angles, you know. But yeah, but I, I think yeah. I would think that on a from a filmmaker standpoint that you would want to have those other options. And then make the viewer go back and try the different ones and go in the different uh, directions instead of forcing them to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I thought the acting was great. I thought that the when when it got to the point where the guy became aware 
that he was not in control. Yes. I thought that was great. And, and then it just became, it just spiraled out of control. He was killing his dad. Spoiler alert. I guess, I don't know. It depends on which option <laughs> right? you pick. No, if you, I've, if you I've kill him or not. People and they have some, they've gotten different endings. Apparently there's an ending with him and some girl who... I don't know who that is that the my net, brother got. I think then, it's the Netflix programmer. Cause like there, there's, oh, okay. there's a, right. there's an angle where it takes you, it's almost like they broke the, the, the fourth wall. Yeah. Kind of like a, a Deadpool type thing where the person at Netflix is like going to release this movie and then she starts having computer problems. So then you get the choice to either ruin her computer or yes, you know yeah. have a tenter tantrum or did whatever you, it was did you pick the netflix that's controlling him did you when you did the movie did you actually get to pick the netflix and go back to the therapist's office and it gives yes. you a choice of like more action like if yes. somebody's yeah that i love picking that one that was great <laughs> so uh, not to give anything away but it was, yeah. it was pretty good it, you know it, i think because it was because I, the reason why i think it was under, underwhelming was because it kind of left me wanting more and it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like the other episodes of black mirror. Where I was like, Whoa, like mind blown. This was amazing. I think the experience was cool. Yeah. But the, the content itself was just a little underwhelming. Well, hopefully they'll, you know, they'll, they'll try it again with, with something else and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think as like a test run for this kind of a thing, because nobody really does this, you know, yeah. nobody's like choose your own, you know, story in a movie. I mean, no, so it's, it's nice. I think it'll be interesting to see what, what they do with it. Well, the technology that Netflix has, it was like, it's a no brainer yeah. to be able to skip through titles or skip to the next episode to have that ability to click and interact with what's happening on the screen. It's just like, well, of course, Yeah. like it was almost like black mirror when they first started making the shows, they, they were working with Netflix and you know, those smart, people behind the development of the show are probably like, Oh, we can do some good with this. And they were probably had, they probably had a book or something like a create your own venture book. So I, I imagine that it's not too far from like what really happened in real life. Like probably some, somebody probably lost their mind making this Bandersnatch show. And it's just like kind of a real life documentary. Speaking of documentaries, have you, have you seen the new, do, uh, the Ted Bundy? I haven't conference? watched that yet. Holy shit, dude. I've got so much stuff to watch. I know. I know. It's, it's on my list. I just haven't gotten there yet. There so. are so many options. There are. But this one stopped me in my tracks. And it's only four episodes. So oh, if you can stomach right. the, the four hours um, of watching, I mean, it's compelling. I can do that easy. Yeah, so, just tonight. <laughs> yeah, when I get home, that's it. Dude, it is so good. And I had, I had no idea... Um, the full story about Ted Bundy. I knew he was a serial killer. I knew that he chose his, you know, victims of young women. And that's basically all I knew. And there was a lot of them. I had no idea to the extent of, of what he did, how he escaped jail twice. And on the second time he escaped, he was gone for like over a month and he killed a bunch of women while he was out doing that. Oh yeah. See, I don't know. I didn't know any of that. Oh my God, dude. And the fact just, I think it speaks volumes to the way that we look at crime today and crime uh, solving and, and uh, just the justice system all around. This was like the original OJ Simpson type of case, um, not necessarily um, by the, the gruesome nature that he killed people, mm -hmm. but the spectacle that it made in the media and how he was such a polarizing figure. Like people thought that he was a 
just a clean cut guy. When he first got caught, he was still in college. He was a law student and he, he was attractive and he was kind of, he was very well spoken, um, but he was playing the system. He, for, I mean, he, knowing what we know now and watching all that old footage and hearing his conversations, it's like this guy was a fucking psychopath, but people were so, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's just, it really does speak to the technology at the time because the news didn't spread as quickly as it did. Stuff was happening up in the North Pacific Northwest where he originated all of his crime sprees. And then he'd moved to another state and they had no idea who the guy was like they, it just didn't spread that far that fast. Yeah. So he can continue his, his life of killing. Well, you didn't have a bazillion 24 hour news stations just pumping it out. There yeah. The time, so, and yeah. by the end of the eighties, when he finally, you know, when it came down to the point where he was going to be executed, um, they, they were, they were just at that point starting like the news cycles and covering the, the covering the actual trials on TV creating this kind of celebrity type of uh, persona about him. And he used it to his advantage just to kind of prolong the inevitable, which was him being executed. Um, and the, the, the very last day, like when he was the execution day was the first time that they actually had like satellite trucks on location where they broadcast live from the, from the event itself. It was, it's just fascinating. Just the I mean, way you know, he may have been a psychopath. Changed. Yeah. But he was obviously a very intelligent person. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and hit it well, you know, as, as crazy as he was. Yeah. So. And, and just now that we have, now that we have the technology and knowing what we know now about serial killers, in fact, in the, it, this is all mentioned in the documentary, but I don't ruin it for you. But the FBI ended up working, um, working up a program where they took all this data, where they interviewed a bunch of different serial killers, rapists, uh, serial, uh, all the serials, you know, <laughs> all the checks, every, the Fruit Loops, all of kind. them. Um, and they created this massive database so they can paint a picture of what, you know, a profile of what a serial killer is. And Ted Bundy was one of those that they had interviewed. Um, and they have the actual FBI um, investigator that, uh, that that actually kind of helped build this profile. Um, he 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 just he didn't ever really confess until his last days, but he knew like he knew what was going on inside of the mind of a serial killer, and that he would have like newspaper clippings of of uh, of things that were being investigated at the time by the FBI and other murder cases that were not. Hmm. And he would just sit down with that FBI investigator and say, let's, let's dive into this. Let's extrapolate this. And I'll, I'll tell you what he's thinking and where he's going to go next. And, and it, and it usually turned out that he was right. Um, but I think we have t a person like Ted Bundy to thank for us, our knowledge of, of how we can track these guys down. And, you know, this was before the DNA thing yeah. and it, in his last one of his last killing sprees, he went through a, a sorority house and he bit one of his uh, victims. And this is like dental records weren't necessarily a thing when it come, came to identifying things. Um, so it was like this new idea to go and get the dental impressions done so that they can hold that evidence up next to the actual bite marks that were photographed on the actual victim. And they use this in court. And this is one of those things that they just never done before. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. No, I mean, the things they can do. But yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely, um, I'm sure, yeah, he definitely helped with, with the FBI building how to 
profiling, you know, yeah. serial killers and it's, you know, and, and they're, and they're out there and there's still probably plenty of them out there that we haven't gotten yet. So yeah. it's, and that's the, that's the fucked up thing is that you just do not know. It could be you or me. We all have the capabilities of being a guy, a person like that, that will just go out and make senseless, violent acts like that. Um, but the, yeah, so it's the conversations. I think it's conversations with a with a serial killer, Ted Bundy, and it's actual audio tape. Like they had hundreds of hours of of interview that they used to uh, ultimately write a book about him. Mm-hmm. But they actually released the audio this time, and man, it's chilling. That's well, the shit that he talks now about. Now I'm going to have to go home and check it out. So. Yep. It's good. It's really good. Um, and what else? I, what, 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 uh, what else is on your list of things to watch? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, I just watched that Netflix uh, Polar. Oh, thank you. I was, thank you for reminding me. Yeah. I just watched that last night. Yeah. What did you think? Um, you know, I liked some of it, and I thought some of it, you have to take it for what it is. It was a little over the top. Yeah, at, at parts, you know what I mean. It was over like the top, a, gruesome violence. Yes, yeah, fun mobster. Like you know what it reminded me of? Smoking aces. I was just thinking the same thing. Really? So I was going to say the exact same thing. That's exactly what it reminded me of. I wonder if Joe Carnahan had any hand in that. I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, but yeah, he the fucking great, great movie. You, you do have to take it for what it is. Mads Mikkelsen, right? Is that his name? Mads? Uh, yeah, the main actor. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. He played Hannibal in the TV series, and he was yeah, also was a good show. Yeah. one of the Bond uh, Bond villains in the newer Bond movies with Daniel Craig. I like him. He's a, he's a good actor. Oh, my God. He's yeah. a cool. I, he, this is one of those shows, though, you do have to watch with the, the, the captions on, because a lot of the times you can't even understand what he's saying. Yeah. He mumbles quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's... Same thing with the Punisher. Sometimes John Bernthal's a little bit hard to understand. Um, but... Well, I mean, you know, sometimes he's beat to shit, so you really can't, <laughs> you know, you can't, can't really understand what he's trying to say. Yeah, and speaking of beat to shit, Mads Mick, I think it's Mads Mickelson. I think is his name. I'm, I've, I'm probably butchering it. But... You know, I, I can't say it either. So you're, we're just gonna go. Yeah. With that. So the the main character, he, he uh, there's a torture scene where he's being tortured oh. over a series of three days. That is some cringe-worthy TV. Yep. There's a really cool kill scene at the beginning of the movie with uh, Johnny Knoxville, mm-hmm. who's who's it's it's great. Like I, I I'm not really giving anything away saying that he gets killed in the beginning because it kind of sets the stage for what's yes, about that's to happen. The um, but. I thought that was hilarious. He had the boner until they, yeah. <laughs> he got shot. Then they fly away and the boner goes away. Ah, uh, good boners, good boner jokes. Um, but the, uh, the kind of plot of it is, is this, uh, assassin who's a part of like an assassin league. Yeah. Like right? a clan, I guess a little mob corporate, corporate assassins, corporate assassins, perfectly said. Um, and the, so the, the head of the assassination crew, uh, the chairman, if you will, um, is offing all of the older assassins so that they, he doesn't have to pay into their pensions. It doesn't have to pay out their retirement. That's plan. it, right? Basic, basic same corporate type stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, try to save money. Yeah. So, but in this case, that he's killing them all off, and Johnny Knoxville is one of those. And once you hit fifty, that's that's when you get um, that's when you get killed. And the main character of the movie Polar is he's almost there, like a couple weeks away, right? Yep. And um, I'm not going to... So there's another layer to the story where he's in a, a small town in like Minnesota or something. Um, 
where he's kind of like watching over somebody that has something to do with his past. And there's a lot of flashbacks, but it's all revealed in the end as to why he's there and why he's watching over this particular person. Um, and, but just the, the violence and the story, I, I thought it was really well made, but I, I'm so glad that you made the same connection to smoke and aces yeah. that I did. Just it definitely it, had that feel that smoking aces feel to it. Just that obscure kind of like weird out there yeah. characters, but yeah, man, that whole well, it's ensemble. Like, I mean, smoking aces, I, I really like the original smoking aces. Me too. The second one was garbage. Yeah. Let's, I don't, that didn't I even need to be mentioned. So yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Did you know that Joe Carnahan, the guy that made Smoking Aces, is uh, from Sacramento? No, really. Yeah, I don't know if he still lives here, but uh, he was uh, he was a Fair Oaks native. Yeah, oh. and he made the new uh, A Team movie as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the A Team movie was all right. I just it wasn't my A Team from when I was a kid. You know, I keep oh. thinking of you know. You're an 18 purist. I, you know, well, the same thing, like this new, oh man, I'm, I'm kind of a purist, like the, the new MacGyver reboot that they did for TV. Oh, that was awful. I, I haven't, I've never watched an episode. Neither I did I. It. Uh, they just rebooted Magnum PI now oh. where Higgins is a, is a girl. Not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> you have but to say that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just not the same. It, like these are things that don't need to be redone. Agreed. Now TV shows are one thing, but when they start fucking with my movies, that's yeah. when I have a real problem. You know, that whole outrage that came out over the, the female Ghostbusters cast yeah. and everything. You know, that movie was pretty much garbage. Yeah, not a um, not a great film. But I thought it was. I wasn't knocking it because it was an all female cast. I, I was actually excited because I'm I'm a huge Kate McKinnon fan. Yeah, um, I could care less about any of the others. Um, but I love the. I, I'm a I'm a Ghostbusters purist. Like that that's my generation. That's my thing. When I was growing up, I was a Ghostbusters head. Like, well, so then you've heard the news, right? And that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Is <laughs> they're not rebooting it with. Um, Ivan Reitman's son, Jason, he's going to be spearheading this new, um, basically prequel or a uh, sequel to the, to the original two movies. Yes. Yeah. I am so excited when they release that little teaser yep. trailer with the, with the, uh, with the, uh, uh, Ecto mobile in the, uh, in the barn and all the sound effects and the music. Oh my God. Getting chills. Just talking about it. Right. It was just that little teaser, uh, but it was just enough. A little, you know, the, uh, the tarp kind of blows up and you yeah. get, you just get to see it right there. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, that was great. I can't wait. I had a proton pack when I was growing up. I had the full on firehouse with like all the action figures. Dude, I had it all. When Slimer I was and all his slime. Oh, and, yeah. I had the slime. Yeah. Yep. Was, you gotta uh, have the slime. Uh, it was an unlimited supply of slime when I was a kid. <laughs> um, the, but the, I, I'm curious and I'm excited to see what they do with it. Now that Harold Ramis is dead. Yeah. I mean, that that's the sad part. But yeah. but I think I think it's going to be good. You yeah. know, I think it's going to have most most of the original, you know, members. It's they got I'm to. excited. They, they have to. I mean, Bill Murray. I haven't seen Bill Murray in a while. I hope he's OK. Like he, He's been aging. Well, what was he in just recently? Uh, no, I was just going to say, have you seen his uh, thing on Netflix about Bill Murray? The stories, yeah, yeah, the stories about him just showing up yeah, at people's yeah. parties and things. I haven't watched it yet, but I really want to see it. That's pretty good. I've heard the, the legends of, of Bill Murray or something like that. He's such a great guy. I would love to, to have him pop into one of my parties or just, just have a beer with him. Some good stories on there. Yeah, I'll check that out. Well, thanks for killing some time with me today. Yeah, anytime. I appreciate you hanging out. I know we didn't talk too much about your family stuff, but... Ah. Uh, Family schmanly. Yeah, but I'm just glad. I'm glad to hear that it's been working out so well, and that you're 
expanding and you're talking to all these other, I mean, this thing in New Mexico sounds amazing. Yeah. New Mexico was a lot of fun. Everybody was really cool. Cousins are all cool. Like everybody was super nice. Lots just of, lots of homemade food while I was there, which was really nice. Hell I don't yeah. get, I don't, it's funny cause I own a deli and stuff, but it's just, you know, when we make sandwiches, I don't get a lot of home cooked meals, yeah. but while I was there, it was like, they were making everything from scratch. It was just, Oh, so good. nice. Yeah. That's amazing. And the fact that, I mean, just the type of person you are, it does not surprise me at all that this new extended family that you have is, is like you nice and you know hospitable and like you're such a good guy i'm just glad that your that your world is expanding with more positive and and just good people in your life because you deserve it oh i appreciate that it's fucking awesome it's just amazing it's, yeah no it's it is it's it's been nice it's interesting it's a lot of fun you know getting to know everybody and doing stuff and i'm, I'm getting to travel more now i get to go i you know florida new mexico who knows where next we'll yeah see. Maybe you have some family in Jamaica, man. <laughs> that'd be that'd be nice, but I think but I think I'd be stuck at a resort because of all the uh, too much too much going on in that. Island. <laughs> so. Oh, and just uh, just before we go, I I thought I'd be I thought it'd be cool to mention that um, talked earlier on about the Tahoe Blue Cocktail Contest and meeting a bunch of people that um, were fans of the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate the the, the all the positive responses, but apparently there was a uh, a woman there that had heard us talk about the whole DNA testing and everything. And it, it got them interested in doing it. And they found a long lost sister who just so happened to be a listener of the rad radio show as well. <laughs> and they connect. That was like their bonding moment was the rad radio show. Nice. Um, and it was kind of spurred off of the, of the idea that you had of getting a DNA test and finding out a little bit more diving a little bit deeper and it was almost an identical story. Like a, a dad that they didn't know was a part of their life was, you know, was there and, um, a, 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 and they just kind of hit it off instantly. And, um, they, you know, she, she thanked you for sharing your story because without it, they wouldn't have even thought of trying to do something like this. Oh, so that's, that's really nice. Yeah, it is. I, I'm glad I'm happy for her. Cause it is really interesting, you know, when, when that happens, when you take that step, yeah. you know, it's a little nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it can be, you know, cause you just, you don't know how somebody's going to be or um, how they're going to be with you, yeah. or, but, but it's worth it. It's worth putting yourself, um, you know, stepping outside the box or your comfort yeah. zone and just seeing, you know, what, what may happen, you know, what's there. Well, I, I'm, I'm planning on doing it sometime soon. Like I really want to do my DNA test and see what, what pops up. And you were saying that, it, through this messaging system that this particular testing service you use, like things won't pop up right away. It, it might take some time for people to either join up and, and connect with you. Yeah. Um, so it's not like instant results. You're going to be able to start calling people up and be like, Hey, what's up? Are you a millionaire? Yeah. No, it did. It <laughs> took, it took a while. I mean, for my sister from the time I took it and saw that she was already on there for anybody to get back to me, it was, I think I waited a couple months. Wow. Like, so yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but they finally did, you know, everything's, everything's working out pretty good. So, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again for, for coming on and thank you for sharing your story yeah, and thanks uh, for having me. Thanks for letting me talk at you for a little while. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Yeah. Namaste bitches. The rad. The rad. The rad. The rad.